0: This is episode number 144 of Patrick Jones Baseball. And on this episode, we have Philip Deal. Philip is currently a left-handed pitcher in the Colorado Rockies organization. This past season, he made his MLB debut with the Rockies. On this episode, we talk about his journey um, all the way starting back into high school. He actually um, went to what didn't pitch very much in high school, then ended up going to the University of Evansville. Realized that wasn't the best fit for him. Then he transferred to uh, Wabash Valley Junior College and explains what the JUCO process is like for any player. And then after a season there, he was uh, able to get a scholarship to Louisiana Tech University and was drafted as a redshirt junior. So he also um, takes us through what it was like to be a late round pick. Um, by the Yankees and make it all the way up to the major leagues this past season with the Rockies. Um, If you're a coach or parent who is hungry to learn more about player development, make sure to check out my coach's course. You can head to my website, PatrickJonesBaseball.com. Click the course tab on the menu to check it out there. Here is Philip Deal. All right, we are now live with Philip Deal, left-handed pitcher, of the Colorado Rockies. Philip, thanks for coming on today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So I know you've been dying again on the podcast. You keep hitting me up the last couple of years now. Finally able to make it happen. Um, so you went to Moeller, obviously, uh, for those listening out there, I went to Moeller as well. Give everyone a little bit of kind of your background, kind of growing up. Um, just were you were you a pitcher and a hitter growing up?
1: I was. I was a center fielder and pitcher. Um, I came to Moeller as a two-way stud. (laughs) No. Uh, My freshman year, I was about 5'8", 105 pounds. Quick as lightning, though. Um, Threw my fastball around 60 miles an hour. Yeah, flames.
0: You wouldn't be ranked on PBR right Yeah.
1: Um, made the freshman team, pitched like five, six innings, um, and then as a hitter, I think I had 11 at-bats and had one hit, so 091 freshman <laughs> hitter, slugging percentage was not very high. And then sophomore year, made JV, pitched about 12 innings, you know.
0: Same size? Were you same
1: size? Then? I was getting a little bit bigger, maybe 5'10", 5'11". But still skinny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then junior year, junior year is when I began to see some progress. That I was working my butt off in the weight room and stuff like that. Uh, made varsity. Um, threw about maybe fifteen, sixteen innings. You no, know? mm-hmm. not great, but yeah. wasn't the wasn't the ace. And then um, just that summer, my junior year, I I grew into my body. I was about six one, hundred and sixty pounds. You know, progress. Growing into your body, Thro- yeah, huh? progress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I started throwing like eighty five, eighty seven, and uh, colleges were starting to look at me seriously. And um, before my senior season, I had committed to uh, Evansville University on a Division one baseball scholarship. So actually, I don't know if do you remember when we went
0: when I played you at Xavier mm-hmm. at Evansville and remember showing up at the University of Evans I've never been there before. Not the greatest facilities. And so I was thinking, you know, go through your mind, especially as a hitter, like, oh, man, I'm going to go off this weekend. Like, you know, these guys, you know, it's, it's a division one, but it's like, it's, they're, you know, a little bit maybe lower on the totem pole. Like, this is going to be a great weekend. Get the stats going. I'll struggle a little bit. First pitcher we see, a uh, guy I've never heard of in my life, Kyle Freeland, who's – Ball moved like five inches every throw. I, don't, I think I should, <laughs> like 0 for four before yeah. you knew it. First rounder. First rounder, but I mean, when from came from Colorado, they recruited him to go to University of Evansville. Like that has to be the greatest pitch of all time to get him to go to University yeah. of Evansville. Like there's just nobody even.
1: And so he had, he was drafted out of high school too by the Phillies, okay. and he still so made he just... and he still made it to Evansville, which was amazing job by them.
0: Amazing job by them. But then so after that year though you transferred to
1: Wabash Valley so Did you Valley. pitch it all that for I threw like 12 innings mm-hmm. just
0: did you just don't like the school
1: It wasn't a great fit yeah. um I needed to do some maturing mm-hmm. on both the physical and mental side um and then I just I didn't kill it in the classroom either so I needed to go get my priorities straight mm-hmm. and go to junior college which was the best thing I ever did Really? Yeah
0: So you, love, you went to Wabash Valley I think they're actually number one in the nation right now mm-hmm. um, They had like four losses last year Yeah, it's insane Were they like that when you were there too?
1: Um, we weren't that great I mean, I think we lost ten games, something like that But we didn't have the draft picks Or the major D1 signings like they do now It's It's insane
0: Is school that much easier in junior college versus
1: D1? It is and it isn't. Um, I just found, like, the smaller class sizes were better for me. Um, I mean, at Evansville, I wasn't in in lecture halls with 10,000 kids like you are at, like, Ohio State your freshman year. But just I needed some help in some subjects, and, you know, I'm I'm not a brainiac. I need to work hard at school. Bike-wise, yeah, and they just they were able to assist me so I could stay on the field and pursue a dream.
0: So you did well that year in the classroom, and then how the season? How'd you do during the season?
1: Yeah, I mean I think I had like a 3.5 GPA. You know, had to get that GPA up as high as I could if I wanted to go back to Division One, because um, I had to graduate. Because if you go D1 Junior college D1, you have to get your associate's degree from that junior college. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So oh. I had to bust my butt to graduate.
0: Huh, I'd never heard that. Yeah. Never heard that before.
1: And so, I mean, we were a game away from going to the junior college World Series, lost to Iowa Western in a winner take all. Um,
0: that's in, in the that GQ World Series in Colorado? Yeah, that's in uh, Grand Junction. Grand Junction. I yeah. that's like crazy.
1: I wouldn't know, uh, but, yeah. I'm not trying to wrap it in. No. Um,
0: okay, so did you get – when did you, like, start receiving – how does that work? Like, during the season at Ajuco you receive interest? Or so, some guys do, fall
1: ball is very big for junior colleges. Okay. You go to all these showcases, like, in, like, your area to, um, like, Division One schools where other junior colleges are playing – and you've got numerous – I mean, you've got 50 coaches in the stand and Major League Scouts because, I mean, junior college, that's some serious baseball. baseball. Um, it's I no mean, joke. Yeah, you don't have, like, the, you know, Division One. you might have, like, that lefty throwing 81, 83, just carving up. But in junior college, I mean, you're not going to see an arm below, like, Eighty-nine. That's a starter. It's insane.
0: And is that at all JUCO or just the level you guys were at? Because there's different levels.
1: I'm sure it's different at different levels. Um, I mean, we were Division One in Illinois. But, I mean, like Iowa Western, Kaskaskia, um, Lincoln Trail, like they've got some dudes there. And then Texas Junior College is ridiculous. Like San Jack. San Jack, I've heard of that. How about uh, Chipola? Chipola, I mean, they're going to have more draft picks than most D1s. That's insane. Yeah.
0: So when did you – like, was it after the season that you knew where you were going to go? So
1: I committed in the fall to Louisiana Tech.
0: So right when you got there?
1: Right when I got there. I mean, they know what what D1 bounce backs. They know that, you know, guys are transferring and you can – Get a um, like quote veteran arm at a junior college that's pitched at a high level, knows what he's doing, and can help your help you win at the Division One level. So I had um I had a quite a bit of interest at a fall ball, and I was uh, like a at risk um, student just because I didn't kill it in the classroom at Evansville, mm-hmm. and so some schools shied away and like oh let's see you we want to see your grades and how you do in the spring but i was i loved how law tech came in and was was for me they 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 showed that they wanted me and that they were gonna be with me no matter what so i signed the signed on the dotted line
0: did you go visit down there before you Oh that? yeah i mean because i've heard of people just go i got on. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah
1: um yeah i went down on official um Loved it, loved the stadium, loved the 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 town. Um, I wanted to, I didn't want to play in the north anymore. Yeah, anymore. Yeah.
0: Now I know it's a little bit different now because player development um, is so high up. But back then, um, I guess pitching's always been a little bit more, you know, bigger than hitting. But was that was that a reason why you wanted to go to go down there? Was it because of like the development, or was it just you just loved the school and like the setup?
1: Uh, I loved the school and just like the setup and the conference and I trusted my abilities that I was going to be able to pitch at a high level and, uh, potentially get drafted. But, um, but unfortunately the coaches that recruited me, they all got fired. Oh, yes. Did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a brand new staff my first year, my junior year and Greg Goff and Rick McCarty, um, they had came from Campbell University, and they helped me tremendously. But I, unfortunately, I got hurt. Yeah,
0: oh. yeah. And then, it's always something. yeah.
1: And then the next year, healthy, and we went like forty-six and twelve, and we're in a Starkville regional. So
0: you redshirt your junior year. I got a
1: medical redshirt. Yeah.
0: So you, okay, so you didn't pitch it all that year.
1: Through like eight innings, two starts.
0: And then the following year, your senior, redshirt junior, redshirt year, junior, you did pretty well on the yeah. mound. You did well in the mound. Yeah, and that was the year you got drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, was there any thought of going back again for your fifth year because you weren't a high round pick?
1: No, I wasn't a high round pick. But I don't know, the draft is a crazy thing, mm-hmm. and I think that my talent was higher than my draft selection. So, and I got decent money.
0: Where were you th- how hard were you throwing then?
1: I was like eighty, nine, ninety-two, touching three here and there on a good day. Good atmosphere,
0: <laughs> warm weather. Yeah, uh, weekend starter. Friday night guy. Yeah. Oh, Friday night. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, tough. That's yeah, it's tough. It's to kind of, you know, do more than that, especially. Right. You don't have any leverage as a fifth year. Correct. Okay, so you get drafted, Yankees. Yankees. What's that? What What's it like right away?
1: It's go time. It's you go know? time. I knew as a twenty seventh round pick. You got to impress right away or else you can get canned.
0: So GCO? No,
1: I did not go to the GCL. I was in the Appalachian League, the Pulaski Yankees.
0: Is that a short season? Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, Went there. they really well. Um, and then I got promoted to Staten Island at the end of the year through two innings there. And then went to spring training. Um, went to Charleston. For low A in 17, was a long reliever, made six starts, and then they put me back in the pen, and it was lights out from then.
0: Uh, so that was the biggest, like, jumping stone for you was yeah. once you went from starter to a pen guy. Yeah. What do you? Why do you think that is? I
1: think just being a two-pitch guy, I didn't have a nasty changeup. I was fastball slider. Here it is, you know. Yeah. My goal was always, I'm going to strike you out. So I'd go five innings, like a run, 100 pitches with nine strikeouts, something like that. So I wasn't doing a bad job. It was just I wasn't – there was no, like, projection.
0: Yeah, seeing – yeah. And
1: seeing me as, like, oh, you know, his chain dip's coming along or he's throwing a good cutter. Were you
0: working on that? I just- was
1: working on it, but –
0: like, in the game, you would never really throw it too much?
1: You know, they'd say, hey, you need to throw three change-ups this inning and go out there, and I'd spike two of them. And yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah. So, it's just, I I belong in the bullpen. That's where, that's where I was going to be when I got drafted, and they gave me a chance, and just didn't work out, but. I think the bullpen has worked out for me.
0: What What have you learned – What have, like, what did you learn throughout that time period, though, just, like, as a pitcher, like, going over, scouting reports of hitters, picking up different things, tendencies of hitters?
1: Um, I mean, you go from throwing once a week in college, you know, six days of rest. Here you are Friday night, you get the ball, to – all right, you're on a five six man rotation. All right, now you're, you're now you're piggybacking out of the bullpen, but you're still a starter, and just you've got to develop a routine. You know, I didn't have a routine in college. It was all right Friday night. All right, I'm gonna chill in the locker room, shag mm-hmm. some BP, yeah. and go out and stretch. I'd throw a bullpen whether if I wanted to on Tuesday or Wednesday. Like, uh, eh, I feel pretty good today, Coach. I'll, I think I might want to throw it today. Yeah, and um, you just. You just develop a, a routine, and you make adjustments on the fly, and it's just it's it's about it was about competing.
0: So you weren't really necessarily, you wouldn't see someone like pay attention to hitters and like if they were crowding the play, if they struggled. With I it w- like I that.
1: would learn that you know just being in as a starter when you're not when it's not your start day, you're in the dugout. Mm-hmm. And so we would all huddle around the pitching coach and be like, oh, I'm going to throw this. He's like, no, you're not. Yeah. This is why you're going to throw this pitch and this certain count because the hitter's doing this and look at his hand. so you, I began to, like, learn how to read a a hitter. But, um, I mean, you're still going to go with your strength when you're out there.
0: And now the – I know they were pre- – pretty big on analytics and things like that um you know pretty much ahead of, of a lot of different teams what was your what was your like so you were you're a high spin rate guy right? yeah so living up in the zone
1: not yet in 17 i was just pitching primarily just off my slider um a couple of times i do too many sliders and like we'll send you to the gcl if you want to throw that many sliders (laughs) like no i'm good i'm good i'm good i'll throw fastballs yeah (laughs) and um it's just i don't know yeah when was it that you
0: started to like realize your strengths and start pitching different locations because of the numbers that were showing spring
1: training in 18 i was having a great spring um I knew I was gonna probably break with high A. Mm-hmm. And midway through spring training, they're like, you uh, have the most total movement in our system. And uh, what are your thoughts on throwing more fastballs in the upper half of the zone, just cause it's gonna make your stuff play up even more. And then you got the tunneling with the, here's a high fastball, here's a back foot slider, good luck kind of thing so that was that was the best thing that they ever told me was let's raise our sights let's elevate more and you'll see you'll see the results that you want
0: so you you bought in right away Oh, I bought in. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Don't you think that's a big part of like certain guys like not buying in versus
1: 100% you get, you got to want to buy in when they tell you here's this information it's going to help you it's your career. You know, we can't force you to do this we can't force you that you know we can't throw the pitch for you so i mean if they're giving you that they gave me this information they said this is why we think this will work like here's kind of some proof here's some guys like you in the big leagues yeah they're doing okay right let's try this right and then you know what i got to lose you know I'm, i'm not a bonus baby i'm not
0: well, you're pitching pretty good, though. Right. Um,
1: i I was pitching great, but it just took my, it just raised like that ceiling even higher. Because I mean, I'm not throwing 99 miles an hour, but here's what were you? What were you sitting at this point? in 18. 18. I was 91, 94.
0: Okay. So you've added.
1: Oh yeah. So I added velo. Is and that
0: because of strength training or? I mean, it's not like you're like combination huge. Of,
1: of both. Um. I did a weighted ball program with the Yankees. Um, like their specific, they had a specific weighted ball program. Um, do you still do that now,
0: or do you change? Have you changed it?
1: Uh, I took some things from it. Um, certain drills. Um, there was a lot of pull downs, and I just modified it a little bit. And
0: I feel like that a lot of people injure. I mean, pull downs like with five ounce or with heavier. Three ounce, five ounce,
1: and six ounce were the only balls we use.
0: okay so not too much heavier than the five ounce no because you do i have heard not that i'm a pitching expert but some people say that that's a lot of how a lot of injuries occur is those pull downs with what it your? you don't you're not buying that
1: you just you got to be healthy to do it i mean if you're a 14 year old if you're a 14 year old and you're trying to and you haven't warmed up and you haven't been on a structured throwing program and you've been you know you threw once this week and 'cause you had basketball practice and something like that, you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna do pull downs today, yeah, your chances of injury are very high, yeah, but if you know you're if you're if you're throwing and you're doing post throwing recovery and if your arm is in shape, I think you're more than able to do some pull downs that are just that'll help you so you you pitched that year in eighteen, did really well. Mm-hmm. Got promoted to Double A, yeah, yeah. Um, led the <laughs> <laughs> led um, led the Florida State League in strikeouts per nine. Um, got promoted to Double A. Uh, had like a one something ERA in Double A, and then at the end of the year, uh, I got promoted to Triple A for the playoffs. That's a jump. Yeah, so going from high A to triple A at the end of the year.
0: What's that that like, though, like competition-wise? Is there a huge difference? Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, high A, I felt, was like the prospect league. You're going to have, you know, the organization's top prospects there that, you know, you can throw two fastballs by them down the middle, but then you're going to throw the most perfect pitch – Inside on them And they're gonna Pull their hands And they're gonna Hit it 600 feet Yeah Where it's like Oh there's some Talent here yeah. y- y- You don't get away With everything Right Um, And then Double A I was 23 When I Debuted in Double um, I mean There's some Older guys there They have a plan I mean That's Big league talent Double yeah. A Yeah Like one through Six One through seven I mean they all have a Real chance of making it to the show, and then Triple A was—you got to be on every pitch in (laughs) Triple A.
0: You got to, yeah, because you got some literally big league players there, big league hitters there.
1: Most of them are, yeah, yeah.
0: So you finished that year in Triple A. So going into nineteen, um, actually, well, literally like this past year, Mm -hmm. like you're thinking, I'm breaking with or forty man.
1: Um, not, not yet. I'm thinking... Triple A. Break with Triple A. Um, you know, I wanted to go to big league spring training. Um, and then just pitch like I had been pitching in the past and be given an opportunity to play in New York.
0: So you ended up... When did you actually... So you got traded. Uh-huh. When was... Well, that was at the end of spring training, right? The last
1: day of big league camp in spring training. March 23rd.
0: Oh, you never forget it. Never. What? So how, how does that go down?
1: Um. So I was so early in the day. Uh, I was in the barber chair. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cece Sabathia walks in and gives me a hard time, saying how you know I cut him in line. Uh, the barber told me it was my turn, <laughs> and you know, it's giving me a hard time. And then we had a we played a game. I think it was like the Phillies, and then everyone's giving me a hard time, like, oh, you think you're better than a 19 year vet? Like, ha ha yeah, ha. Yeah. <laughs> And um, after the game, shower, I'm getting changed, and I get called in the office, and it's uh, Aaron Boone, Larry Rothschild, and uh, Cashman, and I'm like, "Am I going to no? Am that? I going to uh, the exhibition game in Washington? Like, what's going on?" Yeah, and they're like, "You've been traded," and like, it just got really calm, and I was like, "Is this like a joke? Like, everyone's been giving me a hard time, like rookie, and you know." Rookie in big league camp, like, ha ha ha. Yeah. Like, I'll play, I'll play along. Yeah. And they had to tell me, like, three or four times, like, this is not a joke. We're sad to see you leave, but we've made a trade. Wow. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, what were your thoughts then? Like, once you realized, like, it was real. I walked out of the room and I was talking to, like, my friends, like, I th- think I just got traded. Um <laughs> so you still weren't. I still wasn't, like, 100% sold. And then, but they're like, you know, it's going to be announced and 10 minutes. Um, please stay around. Um, talk to the media and best of luck. Wow. Yep. Were you mad? I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just, I was very comfortable in the organization. I knew everybody. I had unbelievable friends and teammates. And uh, I mean, pinstripes were nice. Right. Yeah.
0: What was it, well, So, what's the next move after
1: that? uh you pack up your locker yeah um that went to my car on the golf cart um (laughs) and then shortly after the Rockies called me congratulated me told me why they selected me and um you know we're gonna send you your itinerary and uh we'll see you tomorrow morning (laughs) In Phoenix. So you flew out that day? The next day, yeah. So I I rushed home, packed everything up in my hotel room, threw it in my car, took my car to uh, the stadium, Uber to the airport, excuse me, and um, off I went. So Salt River Fields, mm-hmm. where you're heading. Yep. Not a bad place. Not a let's, bad place. Let's be honest yeah.
0: here. So that's like prime time.
1: All, I, all everyone says is, you know, oh, Arizona spring training is ten times better than Florida spring training. You know, you have zero travel time, and it's not going to rain.
0: Right, right. So once you get out there, what I mean, is, was there major differences right away between – because this is your first time ever seeing anything outside the Yankees organization.
1: Correct, yeah. So I was just – still kind of in la-la land i don't know just trying to take it all in what what just happened i mean they i mean you got uprooted yeah. but that's it's what you want i guess kind of but um so Met was meeting everybody uh gave me a tour of the facilities um the big league team was gone already when i got there so i didn't get to meet any of like the staff members i met Bud Black, he was still hanging around because he wasn't going to, like, the exhibition game in Albuquerque or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's March 24th, and they've got a game in two days, so they're out. But, uh, so, and then
0: you go to AAA from there?
1: No. Um, I stayed back in minor league camp for four days, and then we broke, and I went to A Hartford, and, um... Was there for like three weeks, and then you got the call. Up. And then I went to AAA. Oh, then you went to AAA. Yeah,
0: and then you finally got called to the big leagues. Yes. Well, tell me what. Tell me what that was like.
1: We were in uh, Iowa, playing the Cubs. Okay. And um, like one o'clock game on like a Thursday or something like that, and I get called into the office and. They asked me how I'm doing, you know, I'm like getting changed so I'm like, can I go like finish getting ready? Like we gotta be out for the Anthem here soon. And um, <laughs> they were uh, just started making fun of my shoes. Cause I had uh, burnt a hole in my spikes from putting them in front of a heater in <laughs> double A i was like, oh, hey, you know, they're my, my good spikes. You know, I love them. They're comfortable. There's just a little hole in the, by my toe. Oh, well. And uh, the pitching coach goes, well, you're going to need new spikes because you're pitching in Coors Field tomorrow night. I was like, what? What? Say that again, please. And um, said my goodbyes. And then <laughs> I Ubered from um, Iowa to... Omaha. That's to gotta be a nice trip. <laughs> yeah. Like how long was that? Uh that's like two and a half hours. So you had a Uber <laughs> driver. Like what what was that tab? Uh I don't even remember, but I know that like three Uber drivers declined. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> not driving. Yeah, no. two and a <laughs> half. Omaha Omaha, like, sorry. So finally someone said yes. And um
0: I'm surprised nobody like from the team just that's their job to
1: it was just it was like a Sunday I think it was a Sunday yeah and so like, no one wanted to really go and I think the I don't know but hey I'll, I'll drive two and a half yeah, hours if yeah. I can go to the big leagues like right, right. sign me up right and just gave me time to like kind of decompress and make some phone calls along the way and then get to Coors Field and what was,
0: what, what was going through your mind? I guess, I mean, even after you got caught up, were you surprised or did you know it was coming?
1: I didn't see it coming because I thought, like, the rosters were full and all that. But, um, I mean, I was I was throwing the ball really well. And, just, I mean, I wanted that opportunity.
0: Okay, so you're in the big leagues. What's the best part of being in the big leagues? The snacks? <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, the the pregame and postgame game uh, spreads are out of this world. But, I mean, I just think the best part is realizing that all those sacrifices that you and your family made along the way were worth it. And you're literally getting to compete against the best talent in the world. And you're on a national stage. And, you know... Every pitch matters.
0: Now, when you're in pitching at Coors Field, it's a little bit different, right? Because mm-hmm. the ball is carrying quite a bit. So, did you change your approach on the mound?
1: Uh, not at first. At first, I was kind of bullheaded, like, "Oh, you know, altitude isn't going to do anything." Like, ah, uh, yeah, psych. <laughs> <laughs> um, fastballs, you just gotta, you just gotta execute a little bit better. And you've really got to drive it to your area that you want to be in. Um, You can't just, you know, not just not finish like a pitch. And especially on a slider, you've got to, all right, I'm going to throw a back foot slider. All right, I've got to aim even more over here because it's just not going to break as much. And the depth is different.
0: So, what was it What was it like facing Big League? Like, when did you realize, like, I really need to pay attention? To, like, I can't miss certain places here versus um, in AAA.
1: Big League spring training helped me out a lot. Um, I mean, you're facing – I'm facing guys that I used to idolize as a kid. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm facing so-and-so, and here's, you know, Paul Goldschmidt and, mm-hmm. you know, all these studs. But I was able to get them out. I was like, "All right, it's the same game. Like if I execute my pitches, I'm gonna be just fine." And then when I got to the big league, big leagues, the real big leagues. <laughs> yes. Um, at first, I was just I was just timid a little bit, you know, not being myself out there. And it was, all right, I have to make the perfect pitch, or else they're gonna hit it 800 feet and I'm gonna be demoted. And that's not the case, you know? You're gonna make mistakes, and they're gonna swing through it, and you're gonna make your pitch, and they're gonna get a base hit. Like, that's baseball at any level. And so the second time I got caught up, it was, all right, I'm confident. Here it is, I'm gonna attack you. Mm -hmm. And when you're on attack mode, and you're 0-1, 0212. It's a lot easier You're getting yeah. big league big league hitters out than being 3-1. Oh, oh,
0: what would you say going into next year, like you want to like be better at?
1: Um, just stay in attack mode. Um, the intent. The intent. The intent. because which, um, cause which like, is
0: thrown around a lot, and people like always think that intent. So it just means throw as hard as you can without.
1: No, it's just I'm gonna execute this pitch and it's just it's competing I think you know believing that you're better than that guy on the box no matter what you know all right catcher puts down a 2-1 slider <gasps> I can't throw a 2-1 slider no I'm gonna execute this pitch and you're gonna it's gonna be 2-2 then I'm gonna throw a, a fastball up and away and you're gonna swing through it strike three kind, right. of, kind of mentality so okay, so your you're, that's kind of your main mindset. Is there anything mechanically that you're, um, just trying to use my my backside more? Um, I mean, I don't weigh two hundred pounds, but what makes you say you don't use it well? Like, how do you know you don't use it well right now? Just looking at slow motion video, and I see that I rush down the mound at times, and I get too much on, on my my toe. And then when you're, when I'm toe oriented on the backside of my, on my drive leg, it's just your arm is uh, behind you and it's just, you can't do what you want to do. And so I'm working on like at foot strike, having both feet like engaged still. So when I, when I rotate, it's electric kind of, it's. It's fast and it's quick, and it, everything's on time.
0: Last question here. It's been a lot of fun. Last question: What? So you've been you you've been in the big leagues now. You've played at every level: college, high school, all the way through the minors. In your opinion, as a pitcher, like what what makes a good pitching coach? What do you want as a pitching? Like, what would be your ideal type of pitching coach?
1: My ideal pitching coach would be someone that gonna be in your corner um i mean you can throw the wrong pitch and get hit 600 feet and he'll get on you but he'll tell but the next day or whatever he'll be like hey man like bad pitch but worth let's work on what made us think to throw that pitch and why we didn't execute it and stuff like that um someone who understands the analytics um I love the analytics i know what makes me tick um
0: Yeah, that's tendencies of the hitters or
1: for y- for for just both. my my what i do as okay. a pitcher um like here's my spin rate here's my spin axis extension approach angle all that kind of stuff um and then you know someone that you you enjoy being around mm-hmm. you know um do you care if they they pitched in the big leagues? No, I don't care. So I could be your pitching coach. If you can if I believe that you can help me 1000%, you can be my pitching coach. Do you think everyone else feels that way? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I'm just I'm, I mean, I'm a I'm a young kid that loves analytics and stuff like that. I don't think I think people more people are buying into it, but I don't think everyone is all right, let's go, here's the analytics kind of thing, like yeah. track man, let's go.
0: Yeah, I guess if you're
1: 33 and you didn't really come up with right. that as much. Like I came up with the Yankees knowing that that TrackMan report is what's going to get you to the next level. And you saw results from right. listening to it. exactly. That's
0: interesting. No, I think that um – I think heading into the next year. I mean, do you know where you're going to be at? I know I said last question. This is last no, question. I yeah.
1: do not um, plan on going into spring training, compete for a job. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with, like, that extra roster spot. because There's 26 guys on the roster now, and there's no more loggies, left-handed um, one-out guys. You know, here's Robinson Cano. Go get him. You have the, th- the three-batter minimum. That's a new rule. That's a new rule next year.
0: Oh, I need to keep up with the yeah. new rule. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Right. Is that across minors and majors? That's
1: majors. Okay, just majors. Yeah.
0: So you can't bring in one pitcher.
1: You can finish an inning. Okay. So let's say there's two outs and I've got to get Cody Bellinger out.
0: You could I could bring you in for that.
1: Yes. But if I don't get him out, I have to throw I have to finish the inning.
0: Oh, so if a righty comes up, like yeah. Turner's up after, you got to face him too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's just to make it go a little bit quicker.
1: Yeah, and just eliminate the mid inning pitching changes. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I didn't. When, yeah. when did that? When was that official?
1: Uh, they made that rule in spring training last year. Oh. Yeah. So we'll see. So yeah. Okay. Compete for a job, and if not, I'll go to AAA and try and get back up. Oh, awesome. Hey, appreciate you doing this. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Thank you for having me.